When you're a kid, summertime is the time of your life when you experience some of your greatest moments and make some of your greatest memories. And I think that's true for every single one of us. If you think about your childhood and summertime, I bet you'll agree. I think back to a certain summer when I was about 10 years old and my family was building a new house behind the home that we were currently living in, which means the whole backside of our lot and property was a construction zone. And if you're 10 years old, man, that is party all the time stuff. So much stuff to play with, to mess with, to get in trouble with, and to explore. And we had this big pile of red, orange, North Carolina clay dirt that had been piled up from grading the area. And I think they were going to use it to backfill some stuff, but it was there all summer. And it was about 12 feet high, probably. But when you're 10, that looks like 100 feet high. So I can remember barefooted in the summer, climbing to the top of that, running down the other side, just climbing to the top, running down the other side. Then I'd climb to the top, and I'd get up the guts to jump as far as I could jump, land about halfway down and slide to the bottom. And then it dawned on me that I had a bike. So I would drag my bike up to the top and ride it down and crash, you know, ride, you know, drag it up to the top and ride it to the down until I was covered head to toe in orangish red North Carolina dirt. And you know you've had a good day when you're a 10-year-old boy and you go to the back door and your mom stops you and says, don't you come in this house until you hose off. Man, that's a good day right there when you have to hose off before you come inside. And so great memories. You think about the summer times of your childhood, and I bet you'll agree you got plenty of your own. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about moments and memories. And when it comes to our memories, there's a truth that is true for me and you and every single one of us. And it's this, and I think if you think about it, you'll agree that there's a big difference between having memories and making memories. There's a huge difference between just having them and making them. Now, for our point today, we are talking about good memories. We all have bad memories, too. I acknowledge that. There's things that have happened in my life that I wish I couldn't remember, and there are things that happen in your life that I'm sure you wish you couldn't remember, and that's a different topic for a different day. But today, we're talking about the good stuff, the stuff we actually want to remember, the, story, the stories we actually want to tell. And there is a big difference between just having them and making them, because having them happens automatically. And it's kind of funny, a little weird too, and it gets tricky because you find yourself remembering the things you wish you could forget, and, and as you get older especially, you begin to forget the things that you wished you could remember and that you try so hard to remember. And so having them is one thing, making them is a whole different animal. When it comes to making memories, that requires intentionality and purpose. It requires thought. And you know this is true. I know it's true. You know it's true because we say things like, um, you know what? I think I'm going to want to remember this. We come up to a moment that we just kind of know is going to be a special moment, and we will say that, I, hey, listen, I want to write this down. I'm going to want to remember this. Or better yet, we pull out our phones, don't we? I'm going to record this, or I'm going to take some pictures because I don't want to forget this moment. We know there is a big difference between just simply having them and making memories. But what you may not know that you need to know is that when it comes to memories, memories are also very spiritual things. In fact, I'll take it a step further. I believe memories are a gift from God. And again, I'm talking about the good stuff. A gift from God. They help us learn. Memories help us grow. 
Memories help us celebrate. Do you know memories play a huge part in helping us enjoy life? They play a huge role in worship. And memories even help us in our gratefulness and thankfulness to God. So God wants us to be very careful to leverage the power of our memories to remember the good stuff. Now, if you trace the history of God's people, the people of Israel, through the Old Testament scriptures, you will find this over and over and over and over again. What you will find is God is constantly, consistently coming to them, reminding them to remember, reminding them to be sure and make some memories and remember and not forget. And he told them and he taught them in various different ways. He he would say, listen, if you remember this, then you will be blessed. But if you forget this, then things are not going to go so well for you. Because when you forget, what happens is your heart, your mind, and eventually your life begins to drift from the good God who has brought all these good things into your life. And that's exactly what happened, unfortunately. They forgot, and they forgot a lot. And as they forgot, as God's people forgot what God had done for them and what God had done with them and all of the great memories that God had provided for them, as they stopped remembering and allowed themselves to forget for whatever reason, they began to drift from God. And it got so bad that they began to forget the meaning of the traditions that God had had them set up. The rituals that God had had them put into place, the behaviors that God wanted them to pay very close attention to, they had begin to they begun to forget to forget what these things mean, and it got so bad that their religious experience became empty, and so empty for so long that the Jewish people had all of these traditions and all of these rituals, and they did all of these things a certain way, but they had forgotten what it was about who it was for, and the meaning of all of it, and what God had done to bring it about. Until one day, it got so bad that at the turn of the first century, when God sent his son Jesus to the world, God in flesh and bone, the Savior of the world, the Messiah, the promised Messiah, it had gotten so bad, and they had forgotten so long that when the Messiah came, they didn't even recognize him as the Messiah didn't acknowledge him as the Messiah. And they certainly, the majority of them, did not accept him as the Savior of the world, and that's why they crucified him. So it's a dangerous thing, and God warned them. Remember, remember, remember. Don't forget. Don't let yourselves forget. Keep reminding yourselves to remember. I want to take you back to a, a moment in the history of Israel, way, way back into the Old Testament, one of the greatest moments in the history of Israel. And we're gonna see a principle take shape that that God was hoping that they would really hold on to. And it's good for you and I to reflect on this because this is good for us as well. I wanna take you back to the time when Israel had been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And they had come to the end of that period of time. And this whole time, God had been telling them, I'm getting ready a land for you that I promised your forefathers, your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm preparing a place for you, a land for you, a promised land, the land of Canaan. 
And they were at the Jordan River, which bordered the land of Canaan, and they were getting ready to cross over the Jordan River and enter in, finally enter into the promised land and enjoy what God had promised them for so many years. So this is the big moment. They've been dreaming about this their whole life, talking about this their whole life. I mean, this, this is big-time stuff. And God did something at the Jordan River that he had already done previously at the Red Sea for their parents and their grandparents. He parted the Jordan River just like he parted the Red Sea. He held the Jordan River upstream. He stopped it and let the waters back up and they crossed. This massive amount of people crossed across the Jordan River on dry ground into the land of Canaan, into the promised land. And at that moment is when we see God coming to Joshua, who was their leader at the time. Moses had died. Now jo Joshua was Moses' protege and his uh, kind of like his sidekick. And now Joshua is leading the people. God comes to Joshua, their leader, and he gives him instructions to help them do something to help them remember and make a big memory out of this great moment and never forget. So let's pick up the reading. They just crossed the Jordan River. And when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, because there were 12 tribes, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests were standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you will stay tonight, where you will camp tonight. And they did that. That's exactly what they did. Joshua said, okay, I need 12 guys. You, 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 and how many ever use there is to make 12 use. And one from each tribe. And they went and they got out of the middle of the Jordan. They each got a stone and they carried these stones over and piled them up at the place where they were going to camp that night. Happened to be a place called Gilgal. And we've all been to Gilgal, right? No, we, most of us have not been to Gilgal. I'm not quite sure where it is, but it's the opposite side of where they were on the side of Jordan. So they got to Gilgal, piled it up, and watch this. Joshua said to the Israelites, In the future, your descendants will ask their parents, What do these stones mean? Hey, Grandpa, hey, Grandma, what's these big pile of rocks? What's these huge 12 stones? What's this all about? And you will tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan, we just talked about this, what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. So tell them this story. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. And the word fear there does not mean be afraid or be scared of, but to honor and respect. So you get the picture. They crossed over the Jordan and God told Joshua, get these 12 guys to get 12 stones, carry them over to Gilgal where you're going to camp tonight and build a big pile of them, kind of like a, a monument, a memorial to, to be a reminder of what you experienced this day so that in generations to come, when your grandkids and your great-grandkids and your great-great-great-grandkids ask their moms and their dads and their grandparents and their uncles and their aunts, hey, what's this pile of stones mean? You tell them the story of crossing the Jordan, just like you tell them the story of crossing the Red Sea. You tell them about this moment and this memory that you have made, 
so that they never, ever forget. Do you see what was happening there? This is a very powerful lesson. As we can see what they did, apply it to our own lives. I think this is what we find. We find that we mark the moments to make the memories. That's what they were doing. They were marking the moment. Get the 12 stones, carry them over to Gilgal, pile up a big pile of them. We got a monument here. We're going to look at it. We're going to point to it. We're going to talk about it and tell the story over and over and over again. We're marking the moment to make the memory. You and I need to develop this habit. And again, we're talking about the good stuff, and there's a lot more good stuff in your life than you probably think. There are a lot more good memories than you probably have recalled. And so you and I really need to get good at marking moments to make the memories in our lives of the great things that God has done in our lives. And here's why. Just like the Israelites, we have a tendency to forget. I have a tendency to forget. And so do you. You know why? Because we're so busy. We're just always on the move. On to the next thing. On to the next thing. Check the box. Here we go. Here's the deal. Here's what we do. You and I accomplish moments more than we often experience moments. We accomplish them. Did that. Done. Next. Did that. Check the box. Next. Next thing on the list. Here we go. I'm busy. I got stuff to do. Yeah, that was nice. That was good. Boy, I'm glad that worked out. Let's go to the What's next? What's next? We just accomplish instead of experience. You and I have a tendency to struggle with slowing down to actually experience the moments that we're in, which means we don't remember enough, we don't celebrate enough, and we don't reflect enough. And, and when you don't mark a moment... You miss that moment. And when I don't mark a moment to make the memories, I miss that moment. Which makes me just think, how many moments did I not mark that now I've missed and you won't get back? Now, I'm not trying to be a downer and I'm not trying to be depressive in any way, but it's just the truth. If you don't mark these moments, you will forget because life is fast, life is busy, and speed wins a lot of times. And you'll just keep going to the next thing, and you'll end up forgetting. And remember, God warned the Israelites, when you don't remember and you allow yourselves to forget, it won't go well with you. You may even find yourself drifting in your heart towards God. And that's not what any of us would want. Mark the moments to make the memories. Now, you and I have a a unique challenge in 2020. Unique challenge that the people of Israel did not have. Now, back then, they didn't have a lot of the things that we deal with, and back then, they dealt with a lot of things that you and I don't have to deal with. But there's a unique challenge that you and I face when it comes to marking moments, and that we have these things called phones, smartphones. And they didn't have these back in the Jordan River times, you know, when they crossed over. They, no one was like, hey, man, this is great. This is great. You get this. You get this. Hey, slow down. Slow down. Hey, walk back. Pick that stone up again. This is great. Oh, this is going to be awesome. No, they didn't have that. They didn't take pictures. They just told the stories. That's what the stones were for. We're going to point to the stones, tell the stories. You and I have these smartphones, and because of these, we have a lot of pressure on us to make our moments perfect and then post them as these perfect moments on social media. We're all about the moments, but the moments need to be perfect. 
Here's the truth. Moments don't have to be perfect because they won't be perfect. They will never be perfect, and you can still make memories out of imperfect moments. In fact, the best memories come from imperfect moments. We get these cell phones, and we have instant pictures. We take the picture, we capture the moment, we take the video, and then we can watch it immediately. Hey, there was a time, and maybe some of you, and you all look pretty young through the camera lens. I can just see into your living room. You guys are just so young. But I'm I'm sure there was a time that some of you can remember when you actually took pictures to a place and dropped them off the film and you had to wait days, like a week sometimes, for the pictures to come back for you to discover out of these 36 shots that I took, how many of them are weird and awkward and you can't even make out what it is. Matter of fact, that's why we have awkward family photos. Awkward family photos exist because of... You had to wait to see how bad it's going to be, right? And so it got a little better. Eventually, you only had to wait an hour, but now you don't have to wait at all. You take the picture, and there it is. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. That angle, retake that. Let's retake that because we want this to be just perfect. Let's, uh, the angle is not right. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. The lighting's not right. Okay, wait. No, take it. You know what? I'll put a filter on it. I'll put a filter on it. I'll be, we got to whiten their teeth. Yeah, that, that moment is not white. What I'm, I'll edit that. That's what I'll do. I'll edit that, and we take it over and over and over again till we get it just right. And here's what we do. I've seen it. I've seen it. Just You see it at family vacations. You see it at the holidays. You see it around you, and, it, and sometimes it's entertaining, but often it's sad. We miss the moment trying to perfect the moment. We mess the memory up trying to perfect it. You and I need to be honest that things aren't going to be perfect. Hey, moms, the kids aren't always going to cooperate. In fact, most of the time, they're not going to cooperate. Um, This life is going to happen. Things don't have to be perfect for them to be memorable. And so lay aside that desire for it to appear like you got it all together all the time and just mark some moments that you can make some memories out of, that you can cherish. I'm sure if we were there on the day they crossed the Jordan, it wasn't perfect. I'm sure it was messy. I'm sure kids were screaming and yelling. Kids were fighting. You know, I'm sure there's somebody, you know, walking across going, I wish they would have told us I didn't get my nails done, my hair's not done. I mean, I wish they would have had some advance notice that we were crossing over the Jordan today, you know. No, I'm sure it wasn't perfect. But you can still be intentional to mark moments that you can make memories out of. So, reflect on this just a moment. Have you forgotten? How have you forgotten? Where are you, to be quite honest, where are you missing moments and missing memories that that God has prepared for you and God has just kind of given you and blessed you with and know they're not perfect because you're not perfect and the people in your life aren't perfect and life isn't perfect but it doesn't mean it has to be perfect for it to be a great moment to make a memory out of where are you missing moments well that's a that's a convicting thing to think about for me because my nest is practically empty and I look back on the childhood of my girls and I'm like whoa if I could go back doesn't every parent feel this if I could go back Oh, if I could just go back. Yeah. For those of you that are in the thick of it right now with your kids, 
Take stock in these moments. Slow down. I know life is fast. I know it's demanding. I know it's stressful. I know it's crazy. But mark some moments and make some memories. In your marriage with your kids, individually with this job that you've worked so hard to land, this job that you've prepared for years, or, or whatever it is, this house that you worked so hard to purchase, and you're not even allowing yourself to enjoy it. Or this automobile that you worked so hard to buy, and you don't even really enjoy it. You don't even think about driving it anymore. Whatever it is, you fill in the blank. Slow down to mark some moments and make some memories. So how can you do that? You, you know, it's, um, it's nice that we have special days in our calendars that help us with this. Yeah, they're called birthdays and anniversaries and holidays. That certainly helps out a lot. But I'm talking about creating moments. I'm talking about making memories. That's, remember, we saw that. That's being intentional. That's being on purpose. Don't just wait for a moment to present itself. Create the moment. Take the picture. Create the video. Here the deal. Here's the deal. Have the conversation. Have a conversation. Talk about what's happening. What's happening in the moment? Reflect on the good things that have happened. Reflect on how you have survived and made it through the bad things that have happened, the hard times. Have a conversation. Part of marking the moment and making the memories is talking and sharing the stories and reflecting and replaying and saying, remember that? Wasn't that awesome? Remember that? Wasn't that incredible? Aren't we so thankful? Because remember, this is a huge part of being grateful to God. Create the moment and make that memory. It might be that you just need to call a time out and say, hey, let's, let's take a moment and pray together and thank God for this or thank God for that and, and let your hearts be filled with the reality of gratefulness. I encourage you to do that individually with your spouse. I encourage you to do that with your family, with your friends, with those in your small group. It might be to do this to mark moments better and make better memories. You might need to establish some new traditions or revisit some special places in your life that remind you of something special that God did in your life at that place or in that venue or in that environment. Recently, over the last uh, two to three years, a special place has developed for my wife Donna and I, and it's our back porch. Now, we've had a back porch longer than that, but we've just been much more intentional finding ourselves looking for opportunities in this time of the year where it's a little bit cooler in the evening, and we go out on the back porch and we sit and we enjoy looking at the trees and talk about how beautiful God's creation is, and we almost always end up reflecting on our family and life and remembering together. It's become one of our special places. You might need a special place to help you mark some moments and make some memories. You know why this is so important? Real quick, this is important. It's so important to mark the moments and make memories because it helps you fight discouragement. Because there's going to be some hard days ahead. We're talking about good memories, but there's some bad ones that inevitably are going to come. And when you get to the bad days and the hard days, reflecting on the good stuff, walking back to your pile of stones, 
and pointing at it and talking about it, about remember what happened here? Remember how God did this here? Remember how good God has been? It helps fight discouragement. The other thing it does, it helps you stay focused on what and who matters. What matters most and who matters most. It helps you stay focused on these things. Because if you're like me, you forget. I have a tendency to forget. You have a tendency to lose sight of these things. And so being intentional to mark some moments and make some memories helps you come back and refocus on who really matters and what really matters. And nine times out of ten, I have found that the stuff that is stressing me out is not among the things of what matters most and who matters most. So it helps bring me back to center. And one more benefit, it fights discouragement, it focuses on who and what matters most, and it adds meaning to worship. It adds meaning to worship. Because often when you are singing a song, maybe one of your favorite songs, or maybe a song that's new, and you're listening to those words, you're reading those lyrics, and you're singing, your mind begins to reflect to the goodness of God and and what God did in your life this past week or last month or five years ago or 15 years ago. You're transported back in time to a moment when God brought you through an incredible challenge or when God helped you win an incredible victory in your life and you experienced something great or you survived something horrible. Yeah, it helps add meaning to your worship. It adds a depth of a song that you're singing. I I love to watch people worship. I love to watch people sing, and I miss being able to do that in this COVID reality, and I look forward to when we can again. And You watch someone sing, and you watch them sing a song, and tears rolling down their face, and you wonder, I wonder what's behind that. There's a story there. There's a pile of stones there somewhere that represents something good God has done or something great God is doing. You see what I mean? It adds a layer of meaning and complexity to your worship. Yeah, mark moments and make memories. Because life is short, shorter than you think, and life is going to be hard, harder than you want. It's so important that we understand that if we don't mark the moments, we'll miss them. We'll forget. I'll forget. You'll forget. These moments won't last long. And listen, they won't be perfect, so put the phone down. Take the picture. The picture doesn't have to be perfect. Take the video. It's not going to be flawless. Take the picture, then put it down and soak in the moment. Don't miss the moment trying to perfect the moment. And instead of just having memories, mark some moments, pick up some stones, find some things to mark some moments in your life to make these memories so that you never forget the goodness of God in your life. This week, what I challenge you to do sometime is take some time to reflect. Personally, maybe with your spouse, with your family, take some time to have a conversation about the goodness of God and some great memories together. And then take some time to pray and thank God for those things. And when you do, you will be joining untold numbers of those who have come before us who have done the very same thing to our great and awesome God, marking moments to make memories that matter. I encourage you to do that. Let's pray and begin that together right now. 
our Father, thank you for being such a good God. You're good when we know it. You're good when we don't. You're good when we feel it. You're good when we can't. You can be nothing other than good. And we don't always understand what you do and what you allow, but it doesn't change the fact that you are good. Father, help me, help us to remember and not forget. To be intentional about making memories, marking moments and making memories so that we never forget how good and we never stop talking about how good and we never stop reflecting and worshiping you for how good you are. Bring these things to our minds. Help us to get creative with our families, with our spouse, with our children, with our friends. And may we find the piles of stones in our own lives that we can constantly come back and point to and tell the stories over and over and over again because it adds such meaning and joy to our lives and it is honoring to you and it fills us with joy. So we thank you for the power of our memory. May we leverage it to, to understand more than ever before just how good and great you are in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen.